Now it's on. I could just elevate my voice, though, tell you the truth. And you could have heard me without that microphone. Uh, Many be the time, on a few of the ships I went on, we did have PA systems, but on some we didn't. And with all the fan motors and all the other things going on, you just had to kind of shout and let it go. That's what I tell Jacqueline she needs to do when she's singing. Quit trying to be so proper and just rear back and let it go. Her mama used to do that. Those of you that were here years ago, you can remember that, I'm sure. Lavella could really sing. Tonight our message is on repentance. Repentance. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What is repentance? Is repentance saying, Lord, I'm sorry, and forgive me, and that's it? There's a story in the Bible about a young man called the prodigal son. The Bible says when there was a man who had two sons, in fact. But the prodigal son was the one who asked for inheritance early. And the Bible says he went out and he wasted his inheritance and riotous living. And he got down in his life, so to speak, and he was eating out of the hog trough. He was in serious trouble. But he came to his senses and he said, you know, servants in my father's house have plenty. And he made a turn in his life. And he headed back. He turned around and he headed back home. He was a long way from home, folks. He wasn't next door. Repentance, as Paul preaches repentance, As he talked about repentance, it's a process. It's part of our salvation experience. It's part of our growth process. We can't repent of ourselves. We can't repent on our own. We've got to, first of all, believe something we're doing is wrong, right? Before we need to repent. Well, how do we change how we feel about something. Do you believe what your Sunday school teacher tells you? Do you believe what the preacher says? Probably not. Probably not. Most of the time, we have our own thoughts about what's right and wrong, and most of us are not going to change, are we? Until God intervenes in our life, And somehow through scripture and the process of the Holy Spirit working on us, changes us. Changes us. Jesus sent forth the 12 and 70 messengers to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of heaven. And he commanded them to preach repentance. Repentance is very important today. Without repentance, without repentance, we have no hope of growth. 
We have no hope for tomorrow. The failure to repent on the part of man means that he will utterly perish. And by the way, that comes from Luke 13, 3. What is the nature of repentance? What is the nature of repentance? It's, it's touching the intellect, the brain, the mind. Matthew 21, 9 says, as it talks about repentance, and the word here to repent, listen, means to change one's mind, thought, purpose, view regarding a matter. To have another mind about a thing. So you, we can think about repentance as kind of like a revolution. Touching our attitude and, and views towards sin and righteousness. You see, the righteous man will inherit the kingdom of God. As I said before, the prodigal son is a good example. As touching the emotion. 2 Corinthians 7, 9 says, and listen carefully to this verse, Now rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. You realized that you were wrong about something, and so you realized you needed to repent and change. That's God working in our life and in our heart. That's how we change. That's how we get closer to God. And I said it's part of our growth process. I start out over here. I'm a young Christian in the faith. I may be an adult age-wise, but I start out over here, and I'm kind of fumbling my way, feeling through Christian life. I don't know much about the Bible. I haven't spent a lot of time studying the Bible. I go to church on Sunday, but, you know, most folks I go to church with don't know much about the Bible either. The biggest problem today is biblical illiteracy in the church. Isn't that true? We don't know what we church members used to know. Why? Because we're so busy today. How many of you have small children around? You notice how busy parents are going to and fro, taking their kids to all the things that they're involved in. There used to be something sacred about Sunday, but not anymore. There used to be something sacred about revival time when I was growing up, but not anymore. School no longer cares about what's going on in the community, in churches. We've lost our way in America. There's a vast need for repentance. And it takes God working in my life and in your life. The context shows on this verse that a large part of playing in true repentance is what the gospel is all about. Repentance is part of that which we call the salvation process. I believe once saved, always saved. I believe it's easy to get saved. I believe all we need to do is trust in Jesus Christ. But that was way over there, remember? And I'm in the process of totally being saved, and I won't be utterly saved, listen to me carefully, until God calls me home or calls you home. Then I'm going to be totally changed. Then I shall know as I am known. 
But up until then, there's a tug of war going on. Paul expressed it this way. He said, the, lo- the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Why? Because they're contrary one to another. They fight each other. What do we need to do as God's people? We need to realize that repentance is important. And we need to pray and ask God in His grace to teach us the truth of the Word. Not only to teach us the truth, but give us the courage to apply it to our lives as we ought. And as we come to the understanding that this in our life may be wrong or that may be wrong, we need to repent and we need to turn from it and we need to turn back to God. One of the Hebrew words for repent is to turn. The prodigal said, I will arise. I'll get up from where I am and I'll go yonder. And he starts the process home. He not only thought upon his ways and felt sorry because of them, but he turned his steps in the direction of home. I'm just a stranger here within a foreign land. My home is far away upon a golden strand. The old R.A. song. Ambassadors to be for Jesus Christ the King. Oh, listen. As we move toward the time, as we move as we ought to move, may God speak to each of our hearts and help us with the repentance that we need in our life. In confession of sin to God, Psalm 38, 18 says, For I will declare mine iniquity. I will be sorry for my sins. I will be sorry for my sins. The publican beat on his breast and said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. But the prodigal said, I've sinned against heaven. One stood in the back and said, Lord, I'm glad I'm not like that person up there. We don't need to judge others. We only need through introspection to look very carefully at ourselves and what we are. We need to confess our sins to God. Isaiah said, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him do what? Return to the Lord. There is that turning back to God. Yes, we turn away from sin, but we've got to turn back to God. If we don't turn to God's way, guess what? Another sin will crop up. Another temptation will gain victory in our life. Something else will happen. And we won't have time to do that which we need to do. How is, how is repentance produced? That's the real question. I mentioned to you it's a process. And some of you may say, well, I, I always thought repentance was, Lord, forgive me. And that's repenting. That's part of it. That's the beginning of it. But it's much more. 
Acts 11:18 Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Repentance unto life. Ah, that's what's needed. In 2 Timothy 2:25 If God peradventure would give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. You know, repentance is not something that originates within oneself. It's not something that we can pump up. Remember the old, how many of you ever pumped water with a, an old pump like that? A few have. Most of you think water always came out of a spigot. And by the way, milk doesn't come in those gallon containers. I just want you to know that, okay? Uh, yes, you can go buy it at Bell's or Kroger's or some other place, but ah, it comes off the farm. Some farmer milks the cow and it goes through a process and we finally get it there. You see, repentance is a divine gift as the Holy Spirit works on us. As I was way over here in my life, the Holy Spirit began to work on me, and little by little, because I'm hard-headed, don't smile. Some of you are too. Well, that's the first amen I've got today. As I was over here, and because I was hard-headed, it took a while for the Holy Spirit to really convict me of some things. But I was also a young Christian. I also didn't know much about the Bible, but if I have grown in the faith more and more, I realize how important the process of repentance is. It's very important for you and for me. So pray and ask God to help you in the process. It's wrapped up in, in other doctrines. You can't just separate out and say, well, this is my salvation theologically, and this is repentance theologically because they intertwine with one another as many doctrines do we can study doctrines that's true but you see they work together in that process that we call salvation we need to ask God to help us how then is man responsible for not having it we don't have because we don't ask for it. Wow. We don't repent many times because we don't pray and ask God to help us repent. We don't ask God to help us in our Christian living. In fact, many times we don't want to know what the sins of our life are. And by the way, sins are not always bad things. You say, well... I thought sins were always horrible. They are because they separate us from God that way. But sin is not always killing somebody or stealing something, those kind of things. In fact, I would say that most of us, our sinning is not sins of commission, but rather sins of omission. Not doing what God would have us to do. Isn't that true? Many times... We're not involved as we ought to be. Yet, this gift from God, this divine gift, is brought about through the use of other means.
the gospel, the very gospel, calls for repentance. We've all accepted Christ, I hope. When there's been revival in America, when there's been a turning back to God, why? Usually there's some crisis. I can remember World War II. The guys were overseas losing their lives and we had block prayer meetings years ago when I was a child in Shreveport, Louisiana. It made no difference if you were Methodist or Presbyterian. Everybody on the block got together that wasn't overseas fighting the war and they prayed. Why? Our world was in crisis. But when things go good, as they have for many years now, little by little we drift away from God. We don't see the need for God if we got in another great world conflict. If all of a sudden North Korea sent a missile our way, we would be turning back to God as a country, those of us that were still alive. God uses many things to get our attention. The chastisement of God many times are for the purpose of bringing his children to repentance. Children of Israel were sent into captivity. They were slow learners, right? Time after time they disobeyed God. What's the difference? America the land of the free, the home of the brave, the land that used to have a Bible belt here in the south that no longer exists? Oh, part of it does. Still, I think. I was privileged to serve a church in Mississippi years ago in seminary. And back then, the people in Mississippi were probably 30 years behind other areas of the country where I'd been. Their attitude about things. Their attitude about church was like it was when I was a child. You see, they didn't have the hustle and bustle of Atlanta. They didn't have all those things. They were hard-working agrarian society that depended upon God for so many things. God sometimes uses loving Christian chastisement or reproof from a brother or sister in Christ that points out our wrongdoing in a loving fashion to cause us to realize we need to change. What are the results of repentance in my life and in your life? What's going to happen if we truly work at repentance. Well, there are several things. The Bible says all heaven is made glad. The angels rejoice when one sinner repents. When just one repents, much less all of us sinners in here. Wow. Rip, do you think we all need to repent? Probably. Of various things. In all honesty, don't you agree? It may be sins of omission. All heaven is made glad. But secondly, it brings pardon and forgiveness of sin. 
pardon from the consequences of sin. Does God forgiveness is not forgetting. The Bible says that in the latter days there'll be the judgment seat of Christ. And we're going to stand before him. And we're going to have to answer for how we've lived. For how we've dealt with repentance, with our salvation. For how we've lived as a Christian. And God holds me accountable and you accountable. I used to work for the Bickham Cousins, and they would come around. They owned a, a grocery store, and one of my jobs was to train our cashiers and, and help them. And I had to check their cash drawer at the end of the day. But the Bickham boys, they would also double check what I had done. If I said it was okay, it better be. Or they held me accountable. That put a lot of responsibility on a high school kid, but I enjoyed the challenge, and so I, I tried to be very careful. One day we were two cents off. What did I do? I reached in my pocket right quick, and I pulled out two, two pennies, and I, I gave it to one of them. I said, well, here's your two cents. He said, I don't, I don't know what happened to the other two cents, but here's mine. Put it in its place. God holds you and me accountable for what we do in life. And if we don't live a life of repentance, we won't get the joy of our salvation. The joy of our salvation. I've discovered that Money can't buy joy. Money can buy a bunch of things. As I mentioned this morning, some of us buy too much junk. And we do. I noticed the one I was talking about, I heard his feelings, he didn't show up tonight. No, that's not why. <clears throat> why do we do that? There are many reasons why we go out and buy junk. It may be the way we were brought up, we didn't have anything. But what we really need to realize, God holds us accountable in all of life, in everything that we do. And when we stand before him at the judgment seat, there he's going to say to us, I hope, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I hope he'll say that to you. I hope he'll say that to me as I work on repentance in my life. The other thing that repentance brings, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is poured out upon the penitent, upon the person who repents, on the person who is involved in repentance in their life. What do I mean? I mean that the Holy Spirit we get kind of a double dose or if we're thinking about God, God works in our life in mysterious ways. His wonders to make known. So I want to encourage you as I did this morning to pray to God and ask him to help you in the process of repentance. 
Pray to God and ask him through the person of the Holy Spirit to show us you and me. Pray for me. I need your prayers. But I'll listen. You need mine. And when I point my finger at you, by the way, notice how many is coming back at me. My grandmother taught me that years ago. If I say you're a rascal, I must be threefold, Bobby. I want you to know that. I knew I'd get an amen out of him on that one. What am I saying? I'm saying that you and I as God's people, we need to live a life of repentance. Why? Because it draws us closer to God. And that's what's needed today. When we are drawn closer to God, our lives will be changed. Let us pray. Our Father.